Are you facing a crisis in your life or business? It's time to steer yourself in the right direction through the real experiences, passion, and courage of our guests. We're taking the helm with your host, Lynn McLaughlin. And it's time to take the helm once again. But before I introduce today's guest, I just want to remind you that there's still time to enter the draw. If you jump over to lynnmclaughlin.com under books, we're launching the Power of Thought children's book series and the first book, I Have Choices, very, very soon. You can enter the draw, have a caricature sketch done of you as a Tezranian on the planet Tezra. Yes, that's intriguing in itself, isn't it? Um, and we're going to do the draw at our launch on IG and Facebook Live. And if you enter the draw, we'll keep you up to date on the details of the launch. Now let's say hi to Steve Garvin, our guest today. Steve, you thought your story was worthless until you discovered you'd been playing a role that wasn't yours. A lot of us do that, don't we? When you became the author of your own story, your self-compassion, your self-worth, it all went from barely surviving to thriving. Steve and I will talk about the Sing Your Heart Song Summit that he hosts quarterly, heart notes, and how we can write them, and the new podcast that Steve has launched called Heroes of the Heart. Thanks so much for joining us today, Steve. Of course. Happy to be here. Okay. So, you know, uh, we don't like going back in time, but it is important when we, when I speak to guests on Taking the Helm that we understand the why and what really was maybe a turning point in your life that got you here today. So my understanding is uh, back in time, you were an accountant and you were not in a very good place. Share, share with us what that was like at that time. Sure. So I was at a, a corporate accountant and spent my days crunching numbers and building reports and doing very cerebral activity. <laughs> and I prided myself on my ability to do that kind of thing. To, in fact, I was often called Dr. Garvin because I had answers that you know other people in the department didn't, especially with, when it came to technology. Um, and so it was nice to, to kind of have that pat on my back, but it was also really frustrating because my heart was not in it at all. And to make matters worse, I wasn't even aware that my heart wasn't in it. I didn't even know what that meant at the time. It was like, you know, I've got a heart, I've got a mind, but, but I didn't know what it even meant to listen to my heart. And it was certainly not a, a practice of mine at the time. And so I found myself severely burnt out and just really struggling to make it literally to the next day um, to show up to, to work the next day. And uh, it was a really difficult time in my life. And yet, here's the, the sunshine in, in this dark cloud, is if that hadn't happened, I would not have learned to listen to my heart. I would not have, you know, went out with great deal of intention to figure out, you know, what is going on and how do I create some, how do I go from this place of despair to a place of, you know, discovery and delight and joy and, you know, connection with other people. So sometimes we need to have the, the really difficult moments in our lives, the, the storms perhaps going off the taking the helm analogy, you know, sometimes when the storms hit us, we, is when we discover the, the beautiful aisles that we would otherwise have missed. So I think a really important piece of this is helping people use their voice and share their voice so that we don't have to wait for that brick to hit us in the head. We can mm, we yes. can watch for the signs. Like you said, you dreaded going to work. You could barely go to work. That's that's, that's a sign <laughs> that this is not <laughs> healthy and happy for you. But I get it because back in that day, you did what you just, just needed to do. 
So yeah. now you're in a place where you know your heart, you love your heart, but you've gone through quite a journey. And um, my gosh, we have so much to talk about today because you're launching several things just in the last five, six months uh, um, um, to help people do exactly that. Absolutely. You know, and, and I want to back up a little bit to another analogy came to my mind as, as far as, you know, when I dread, I knew I dreaded going to work every day. I mean, I was at least that aware, but I felt like I was on a ship out in the middle of the ocean and I couldn't just jump off because what then, you know, um, there was no safe place to land. And so I just kept, kept getting back on the ship and stayed on it until I, I got thrown off essentially. Uh, um, I, I appreciate the analogy with uh, <laughs> taking the helm, steering the ship, all of those kinds of things. Uh, you know what I, and, and let's, let's be real here there. You can be dreading going to work every day, but you have no choice. That's your income. That's the food on the table. That's the rent that you're going to pay unless another door opens for you. You know, I say, I wish the universe had been kinder. Um, but at the same time, it's gotten you, it's gotten me to where we are today. So let's jump Absolutely. over and let's, you, let's start by talking about your new podcast show. You're just launching heroes of the heart. Tell us about your show. Sure. Yeah. So I, I started heroes of the heart. It's actually, I started another podcast and I was doing more of a Facebook live and, you know, putting on YouTube and so forth about a year ago, stories of, of gold was what it was called. And I had a bunch of guests and, you know, I had, but, but I got to a point where it's like, it, it lost all its steam. And I'm like, what do I need to, to do to, because I really love the podcast format of being able to talk to people who, you know, have, have been places and done things that, you know, that make a world a brighter place. But I felt disconnected from that original um, iteration of the podcast I was doing at that time. And so I, after a lots of pondering and kind of reframing and going off of one thing that I have been doing for the past year, I've been holding a, a quarterly Sing Your Heart Song Summit. And as is often the case with me, I come up with the words first before I really understand what the words are telling me, right? Uh -huh. Like I did not understand just how much this idea of sing with sing your heart song resonated with so many people. So Steve, when you say your your first Facebook Live uh, group lost steam, was that you losing the passion to do it? It was more, I had some guests who really, really fit well with what I was doing and the way that I was doing it, I was doing it at a specific time and it was live and it was like, it had to be on in order for it to, you know, everything had to just converge. It was, there was no recording and there was a recording, but, but I did it live and that's how people joined in. And, and I, I did not have the framework in which to, to be really clear. And so I got some people that came on, you know, they were good guests, but the conversation I had with them felt lifeless because it was all, you know, this is very technical. This is how you do it. And, and I kept on trying to go, let's, you know, let's, let's explore. And again, I did not have the language to say what's going on with your heart. What is the emotional component? What's the struggle in the journey that you're on? You know, it's great that you've got all these tips and, and so forth, but, but that's not really where I'm at now. It, it was for a long time, but where I'm at now is, you know, how do we actually navigate the the emotional storms in our life and how does that show up in in our work how does that show up in our relationships how does that show up with ourselves so reframing going from stories of gold and i have been in love with stories since 
probably the womb, but it wasn't speaking to the heart. And one of the, so when I came up with the idea for Heroes of the Heart, honestly, just a little, a short while ago, uh, it just really seemed to, to fit for me. And because I think when we live a, a heart-centered life, when we live from a place where we're letting our heart take the, the helm, that is oftentimes a very courageous place to be because it's not certain. It's there. There's a lot of things we don't know because our, our heart speaks a different kind of language. It does not come in, you know, clear instructions. It's more kind of like, okay, I get a sense that I need to be going this way, but I don't really know what this way is. And when we tune into that, when we tune into the messages of our heart, we have to be, it's a, it's a heroic journey. And so how do we talk to that? And one of the things I'm also discovering through this process is just that the heart in a way is multilingual, right? The, the relationship we have with our own heart is different than the relationship related, but different from the relationship we have with other people, you know, and, and, and also it's different and related to how we relate to the work that we're doing. And it's different and related to how we deal with the money that is coming through our business. So the, the heart is at the center of all that, but it's the relationship, the language that we use for each of those things is different. And so my intention with this podcast is to explore that. And some people are going to be, you know, more conversant with, you know, how do we tap into our own heart? You know, some people are going to be more conversant with, well, well, how do you like really listen and connect with other people? And some people are going to be, you know, let's talk about writing and speaking and so forth and, you know, come from that place. And some people will be able to talk to, you know, about money from a, from a heart-centered place. So in, in my journey from that place of really deep depression to where I am today, one of the pivotal ideas that I had to, that I followed was the idea of, it's called self-determinism, but basically three different elements. There's a relationship we have with ourselves. There's a relationship we have with others. There's a relationship we have with the work or the contribution that we're making in the world. And one of the reasons that I got so burnt out was because I was so focused on this other area of everything being about money and about the dollar signs. And while that, and it only recently, like in the last couple of years, have I really started to heal that relationship with money so that uh, it doesn't feel like a, a toxic uh, environment that you have to do something for the sole purpose of having income right yeah i mean money is i view money as being more of a byproduct of our purpose than the purpose of what we're doing i just came across a quote from henry ford who was you know very successful had a lot of money and he said you know you don't have much of a business if you're if it's all about if the only thing you're making is money you know it, <laughs> it you know it's but, so true it's so true so i love what you're doing um, it's taken you a journey to get here. Okay, I want to talk about um, the latest book that you've released um, called Heart Notes. It's an anthology of inspiring letters. How did that all come to fruition? Because I understand there's a whole team involved in this one. There is. In fact, if you look at the back cover, there are there were 29 people involved in this creation of the anthology. And where it came from was I watched a movie with my wife, Collateral Beauty with Will Smith. And in that movie, he writes letters to death, time, and love, and gets responses back. And those responses changed his life. He, he had been really success, successful ad executive, had his own firm, partnership, et cetera. 
um, very eloquent with words. And then he lost his daughter to a, a terrible disease and it just devastated him and lost his prowess with words, basically was really disconnected with work and so forth. And in writing those letters and, and getting the responses that he did, uh, it opened him up to, to, to rebuilding his life and, and getting back in touch with the things that he really cared about. So as I'm watching this movie and getting ready to, to host the, the next Sing Your Heart Song Summit, I was thinking, and we like to do things with the summits that, that are beyond just the summit itself. My thought was, well, what if we wrote letters to the heart? And my one of my co-hosts, Olivia, recommended, well, let's call it heart notes. And so we we put that together. And then the next thing was, well, let's put a book together. I'm like, okay, that sounds cool. And so we we got we built a team of four people that that were instrumental in in navigating that journey of creating the book, doing the editing, putting it all together, getting the cover work done, that type of thing. And uh, yeah, it's it has been a, a delight to to have out and and to see you know people just really resonating with it and buying multiple copies to you know share with their class or you know to to go to book signing events so it is a really it's gratifying to hear those stories as well and it's one of the things that i've also been doing is interviewing the contributors to hear the backstory behind the letters that they've shared written oh, well you know and i think another possibility is you know people employers corporations give out gifts at christmas you might have mm. an you know, that'd be a wonderful thing. <laughs> love notes. I mean, I love it. And I have to go and watch that movie too, because I don't think I've seen that Will Sit Smith movie yet. Yeah, I I highly recommend it. Um, I know the critics uh, kind of panned it, but I honestly, I think the, the critics missed the whole point of the movie. So, well, it's all good. Listen, we're all entitled to our own opinion. That's why we're here and sharing our own stories for sure. Right. Yeah. So the the summit that you've just given us a little tidbit to sounds very interesting to me. What what can I expect if if I register when that is available to me? Sure. So the Sing Your Heart Song Summit brings about twenty different people together to talk about business from the heart. And one of the things that I find fascinating about each of the summits is just how many different ways we can talk about the heart with regards to business. I mean, it, 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 your heart shows up in your marketing. It shows up in the stuff that you're creating. It shows up in, you know, how you're, you know, facing the obstacles you're facing. It, it shows up in how you express yourself, you know, when you're speaking, when you're writing, when you're connecting and having conversations with people. And the, the intent of the, the summit is for our guests to be able to find to value and to share their heart song with their community. And in a business setting, it's, it is geared towards authors, coaches, speakers, those types of people who are making the world a, a brighter place through the message that they have to deliver. You know, we have, we have book coaches that are involved with it. We have speaking coaches that are involved with it. We have more people who are more geared and coming from a place of, well, how do you deal with the, the emotions that you deal with when you're putting yourself out there? Steve, I have your book and it's in my to read pile. As you know, I do at least one book review every single month, very often more than not, but I'm really looking forward to it. Can you give me an example of one or give everyone who's listening an example of maybe one of the poems that's in your book? Sure. So there's actually a couple of people who've actually wrote poems 
for the book. Uh, my friend Elizabeth Anyebo wrote to Money, and in there she says, Oh, money, we're such great company in many currencies. It's so much fun, you see. Earning more and more, investments soar and soar. You help my dreams to grow and more seeds to sow. It's always fun to be living abundantly and financially free forevermore. <laughs> I love it. Writing to money. That's a, yeah, I, that would never have even crossed my mind. <laughs> well, that was actually the first heart note that I wrote was to money. And one of the reasons that my relationship with money is, is changing the way that it did. Uh, right. One of the things that, that I realized in, in writing to it, to money, was that I had been holding money as kind of like a bad parent, you know, a, a parent that you, you've grown up and you've moved away and you don't want anything to do with this parent anymore because they've got bad habits and a bad influence on you and so forth. And that was the way that I had been holding money after leaving, you know, corporate accounting because I associated those two so much. And what I realized was, you know, money was just kind of funny that, you know, that we we're talking about collateral beauty, but I, I realized that collateral, that money was more of collateral damage, that it was, it was a side effect of the other stuff that was going on for me. It was not the, the main problem or the, the, even the source of, of the challenges that I was dealing with. But, you know, money carries so much of, a, of an energy to it, and it can be this really cool, joyful experience, you know, where, where, where we go and buy things that we really care about, like, you know, like buying a book or, you know, going on vacation or, you know, buying a Christmas present or a birthday present or, or something for, for something that we care about. You know, money can mean all kinds of things to us and, and carry all kinds of different emotions to us. We get to choose how we relate to that money and how we money shows up for us in our lives. Do we want it to, to be this thing that's like, like really cool and, and, and vibrant and fun and playful? Or do we want to get stuck in the kind of the morass of, of money and, you know, worrying about all the bills and, you know, I, I never have enough money. What's the language are we, are we using around money? And the, the more positive language we use around our, our money, the better relationship we have with that. So, so the premise would be that if I write a heart note to money, one of the, you know, three different areas there, that I'm actually, it's, it's not that I'm writing the note to money, but I'm actually thinking about what that means to me and doing a deeper dive and then maybe changing my perception of how money influences my life. Is that is that basically what we're getting to? Yeah, yeah. although it, for me, I imagined money as kind of being in, in a an archetype or a character. So I, I personified money <laughs> I and it. wrote to it as if it were a bad parent. And I'm, I'm, you know, 10 years later saying, you know, dear money, we were, have not been close. We've, you know, we've kind of been estranged and I'd like to, to change this relationship. And I'm realizing that, that I held you in a certain way and it doesn't have to be that way. I can, I can relate to you and we can have a really cool experience together. I love that. That makes it so much more fun. Less heavy too, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, that's one of the things that I learned in, in my journey, one with depression and, you know, finding a life, creating a life that I love is, you know, we get, to, we are the authors, the, the creators of the life that we're living, right? And we can make that a, a horror story, you know, and focus on the dark and the dismal, or we can make it a, a love story where it's, you know, vibrant and beautiful and energetic. And there's, you know, the whole kind of romance of the relationship. 
Well, and when you've been through something like that, it's a little bit easier to think about because you've learned those lessons that you've needed to to get to where you are today. But taking that first step is the hardest. I mean, how? what do you do when you're not happy, you're not content, you're not following your heart, and yet you don't feel you have a choice? It's, it's not easy. Absolutely. And the difficult part of it, I mean, think about any story that you really love. There's, I'm, I'm pretty confident that whatever story is your favorite story probably has a, a decent amount of conflict, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good question. I have to think about that. <laughs> I am curious, though, what your favorite story is, though. Well, because when you said that, the definition of story to me has different meanings. Everyone I've had on my podcast has a story. You are telling your story here today. Is it a movie we're referring to? Is it an audio book? Is it, is it a book that I've read? So that is an enormous question to me about what's my favorite story. And I really, really need to do a deep dive into that. Well, one of the things you might find, as many people have found, is that the like my favorite story, and it has been my favorite story for since I was a kid, is A Wrinkle in Time. And, you know, with Meg and the Tesseracts and, you know, kind of going into a different place and going to the, the, the planet um, Camazots and, uh, you know, dealing with it and all that kind of thing. And that story is like an archetype for all the other stories that resonate for me in my life is that, you know, how do we find our voice? How do we, you know, show up and, and be powerful when we're dealing with these really ominous things like the it that that controls so much in in the world of, of camazods um, well there's a question for all of you listening or watching <laughs> what is the story that most resonates with you that's a big one i'm going to take a few days to think about that one i'll probably have a list and have to weed it on down so you you just shared another way that stories can positively influence people and if we choose what we bring in and out of our lives right which types of stories we listen to or watch or take in or read um, then that's an intentional, and you know, my motto is making conscious and positive choices. You intentionally keep that positivity in, in your life so that you can move forward like you have and find your heart, right? You know, if we listen to our heart, it'll take us from a place of, of desire and that desire can, can originate in one of two places. It can, it can come from a place of possibility where I would really like to, you know, like a romance, you know, I, I, I'm really attracted to this other person and, and how do we actually, you know, connect. But it could also come from a place of a problem. And the two are actually like two sides of the same coin because, you know, I might have this possibility of, of this romance with this other person. But with that is, is that there's the pain of, of not actually being in a relationship with that other person. You know and that, and sometimes that pain is a relationship with ourselves. Um, and so, if we listen to our heart, it will tell us what the desires of our heart is. And then the the story is really about how do we manifest that resolution where we have a happy ending at the end and live happily ever after. Now, I don't want. I know you don't want to talk semantics or technology, but you and I were kibitzing back and forth a little while while you were working this out about what platform. So let's just have a, a brief conversation for anyone who's thinking about starting a podcast. Sure. So honestly, I'm at the point right now where I have not actually gotten the the podcast part of it. What I'm doing currently is I'm doing somewhere like what we're doing right now, meeting on Zoom. I'm streaming to. Uh, live to youtube and i'm you know recording to the cloud zoom's cloud and then from those recordings i will then edit it and put it out there are so many 
podcasting hosts out there that it gets a little bit dizzying as far as you know where you can go and which one would you want to go and honestly I, I feel very um while I'm really good at technology I mean I've been a programmer in the past and you know I technology in general doesn't intimidate me for me it's more about you know finding the right fit finding the 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 platform that has the bells and whistles that I'm looking for uh, crazy experience. I I just, I just want to jump in because I mean, that is so important because if you can't define as you have done so well, what your why is, what your purpose is and you're grasping at straws and maybe, Oh, I want to be the top podcast. Well, if that's your goal, then you're going to go a certain route. If you just want to have a following of people, locally, you're going to go a certain route. If you want to be heard globally, you're going to go to a certain route. So I use Anchor. I love Anchor. I can speak to that directly because I'm the person using that platform uh, with my team. Uh, But in Canada, Anchor does not have monetization for Canadians. So Mm. I have to find another way to do that, which is the reason we've gone to buy me a coffee with, you know, a, a donation to the Canadian Mental Health Association, et cetera, et cetera. But Sometimes you don't get that information until you're already on the platform. You've already done all the work. So monetization is a, is a really important piece because if you've got a podcast platform that will seek out sponsors for you, it's saving you an awful lot of work, right? Mm, yes. You need to figure out not only what has the, the functionality, the expertise in order to, to, to deliver, but you have, also have to be really clear as, as to what you, it is you want to, it to deliver. And, you know, who, it, and who you want it to, to be delivered to. You have to define right. your audience as well, right? Absolutely. And, you know, it, it really behooves us to, to pay attention to those types of things. And honestly, I don't think it's really that disconnected from our conversation about listening to our hearts. You know, because in both cases, we have to stop. We have to not just, you know, make a, a, a knee-jerk reaction and actually do some thinking and, and figuring out, you know, what is important. Mm-hmm. You know, how do, how do I want to show up in the world? How do I want to provide value for myself, for my community, for the world? I also okay. find it a little bit ironic and maybe fitting. I don't know if there's a, um, but the, the, the platform that you're on is Anchor, which fits in so well. with. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think that's the reason I chose it, but yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, you know, I did my research too. I chose my platform and you talk to 10 different podcasters and you get 10 different opinions and it, and it, and that's wonderful because that means there's choice out there for us based on our why, our what, our purpose, our audience, right? It's all there. So when you decide on the platform, um, people can go and find you where Steve, if they want to start following your podcast right now, it's linked to your website, correct? Everything that I do is associated with my business name and really my purpose which is gifts into gold. So if you go to giftsintogold.com, you'll you'll get access to the podcast. Um, you know, my Facebook page is gifts into gold. My you know, pretty much everywhere I am on LinkedIn, my page is gifts into gold. So everything is gifts into gold. But the central part of all that is my website. Right. So okay. Steve, you've given us so much to think about and contemplate that that uh, resonates with me and I'm sure with our listeners and our viewers. And I thank you very much for joining us today. Well, it's been my pleasure. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. I guess it's time for all of us to do our homework. We are now moving to bi-weekly on Taking the Helm. 
And our next guest is Tambra Harris. She's a founder of Going Forward, Survivors to Thrivers. She's an author, and she was named one of 50 most influential women of 2021 by Mecklenburg Times. She's guiding survivors of abuse and trauma to find strength and freedom. Stay healthy and safe, everyone, and we'll see you in two weeks. Thanks for tuning in and posting your review of Taking the Helm on your favorite platform. We'll give you a shout out in a future episode. To be inspired by people who are steering us in the right direction, go to lynnmclaughlin.com where you can search previous guests by the topic of your choice. And while you're there, download Lynn's gift. There's more than one way to get through a crisis.